It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is up, New York? A little uh, technical difficulty there. Um, so I just want to start off by saying congratulations to the New York Mets on a job well done. You guys took a team that was a shell of itself before the All-Star break. John Mayberry Jr., Neuenheis. These guys were all playing for you before the All-Star break. You took that team. Sandy Olerson said, hey, we're 500. We have our pitching staff healthy. Everyone's healthy. I'm taking this shot this year. I believe we can do it. And let me tell you something, Sandy. Job well done. Mission accomplished. You're going to the World Series. If I would have told you guys in the beginning that you're not, you're going to go to the World Series, you would have threw me out of the bar and threw me in a cab and, and had someone else drive me home. You thought I was hammered. But guess what? It's happening. This is the reality. So you guys have transformed your team enough so from the all-star break on, signing Cespedes, Kelly Johnson, Uribe, getting everyone healthy, David Wright coming back, bringing up Conforto. You have now taken all these factors and made it into a World Series run. And I congratulate you guys. You guys should still be celebrating. You have a couple days to relax, go, watch your college football, watch your NFL, relax, you have till Tuesday. See who you're going to be playing, whether it's going to be the Royals or it's going to be the Blue Jays. But now you can take a step back, and you guys actually did it. And I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the New York Mets are in the playoffs. World Series 2015. Now, <clears throat> there's something that's like a little like disheartening on, on, as far as the Mets fans go. You guys are in this playoffs. You haven't been there since 2000 the World Series. You haven't been in the playoffs since 2006, and we all know what happened there. Played the Yankees in the World Series, lost. Cardinals in the NLCS and lost. You've waited 15 years for this World Series appearance. That's all the Mets fans are worried about. 
and I'm hearing talk about next year how if we're going to re-sign Daniel Murphy, if we're going to re-sign Cespedes, I, I got news for you, Met fans. You need to relax and enjoy this. You've waited so long to get to this point. Every year, so Sandy Alderson, uh, you know what? This is not our plan. Our plan's a four-year plan. Our plan's a five-year plan now. And not believing him. I know you guys are used to talking about next year in, in October. But come on, get it together. Enjoy the moment. This is why we play baseball. This is why we watch baseball. And you guys need to relax and just enjoy this moment. You had this team since signing Uribe, Johnson, Cespedes, bringing up Conforto. You were a 500 team, and you became 17 games above 500 since Cespedes signing. That's that's pretty good for me. And that that's that's a quality signing. Doesn't cost you much. Get you to a World Series. Now, you resign them, you don't resign them, doesn't matter. You're in the World Series right now. Relax, enjoy it, and feel like you're a part of something. You have the, the five days in between to just sit back, watch who you're going to be playing, the Royals, the Blue Jays. Preferably, we're going to go into that, do a little kind of World Series preview. And I told you guys that you guys were going to the World Series. There was nothing to worry about. After that, that's showing that the Chicago Cubs, who've waited X amount of years to get here, had just came up with nothing. And it's a credit to the Mets pitching. It is. It really is. But they really didn't show anything. They didn't show any fire to win. The Cubbies were a big disappointment. I don't know if it was the the young talent on the team. A lot of people had, you know, young pitching staff versus young hitting, uh, young power hitting. Who's going to win? We've discussed this before. Power pitching is always going to dominate power hitting, and that's what happened in this series. So <clears throat> I wouldn't discredit the Cubbies just yet. I feel they're going to be back for many years to come. I just think they weren't ready for it. And when you're not ready for it, you're not going to do what you should be doing. Now, last year, the Giants and the Royals, the Royals were the young team, and they weren't ready for it. They were there. They were hanging on every series by by a string, and they got through it. They got to the Giants to the seventh game, but now they're in it again this year, and that's what makes them scary. They're ready this year. So if you're playing the, the Royals in the World Series, I'd worry about it. They're not a power-hitting team. They are a scrappy, put-together-good-at-bats, make-you-blow-through-your-pitch-count kind of team. They're going to sit there and go to war with you in the strike zone, in the batter's box. Their ABs are going to be something like you've never seen before. Very scrappy. You know, they're going to stick it through and make you pitch a lot of pitches. If your staff can withstand that, you're going to be successful. I think the Royals are the anti-Mets, and you're going to have a really, really tough time with them. But we're not going to go into that just yet. We're going to talk about that a little later next week. Let you guys enjoy this. Let you guys filter this on. Let the champagne keep on flowing over your head because you guys deserve it. You've been through a lot, and I'm sure it feels like you've been through two seasons right now. Even though – You kind of skated away with this series. There was no challenges. There was no point in the series where you felt 
you were in trouble. The Cubs never had a lead. They never scored more than two runs aside from last night where they scored three. So if you give a, a pitching staff run support and the pitching staff keeps them under two, three runs, you're going to win the games. The Cubbies just bowed down. The pitching was too much for them to handle. And Kyle Schwarber is an absolute nightmare in left field for the Cubbies. I don't know what they're going to do. He is begging to be traded to an American League team so he can DH. Because I don't see a future for him. I I know his number one position is catcher, but where where they put they're not putting him at catcher. He's he's not that good defensively a catcher. Okay, so I don't see where what they're gonna do, how they're gonna hide this guy. They're trying to hide him in the outfield and left field. It's not working. He is an absolute disaster in left field. And you can accredit some of the things that happened in the series to him. Now, his bat is just too good to not play. So the Cubbies are gonna have to think long and hard what they're gonna do with Kyle Schwarber, but he is just an absolute disaster in left field. He just I, I'm pretty sure I can go play a better left field than he can play right now because that was a travesty. So the Mets got away. They swept Chicago. I mean, Chicago fans, the the, the look on their faces last night was just, just utter disappointment. No W flags flying, no nothing for the Cubby fans. And you kind of feel for them. To, uh, since 1908, they haven't been anywhere relevant I mean, they made a couple appearances here and there, but to go that long, I mean, the Mets, you haven't gone since 2000 and it feels like an eternity, doesn't it? Can you imagine adding a hundred years onto that? Now you know what it feels like to be a, a Cub fan. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call. Follow me at the big rig show on Twitter. Be back in a second.
What's up? Big Rig here. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. Uh, we're talking a little bit of Mets playoff action, little Mets World Series action, and Mets went up four zero last night, won the series against the Cubs, and they played fantastic. Guess who showed up last night? Lucas Duda. He decided to come in and contribute to the team's winning. And he did a good job. He had a three-run homer. And he had five RBIs. So Lucas Duda, if he starts – the thing with Lucas Duda is when he starts getting hot, he's on absolute fire for like six to to ten games, I'd say. He is absolutely out of control. If this layoff between now and the World Series doesn't hold up and doesn't – affect him in any way he stays on this little little hot spurt that he looks like he's starting uh he's going to be a um hard to deal with in the in the world series so duda if he can really do that it'd be great he had a, a laser shot past the second baseman and madden's he shifts work sometimes majority of the time and let me get on this real quick but he kind of takes his players out and he's too I mean, he's the king of sabermetrics, let's face it. Everything he's done is run through a computer, whether it be trajectory of the ball versus left-handers versus right-handers versus pitchers he's faced before, um, where this the player hits the ball, left field, right field, center field, how he hits it, line drive. It, that, that all factors into how Madden plays someone. So Madden overthinks the game a little bit too much. I don't feel like there's any feeling involved with Madden and – and managing his team. I feel it's all mechanicalized and it's kind of like, it feels like that. It feels like it's almost robotic. And you, you look at him and you say, where's the feeling? Where's your gut instinct to take this guy out? Where's the gut instinct to bring a guy in that was, you know, destroying batting practice or have a hot hand or, you know, making diving plays on the field. Where's that feeling? Like you need to bring that into into baseball. So he does it. It's gotten him far. Every team he manages. I mean, he was kind of given the silver spoon with the Cubs. Here, come in. I'll get farm system. I'll get you whoever you need. Tell me who you need. I'll go out and get him. He he was in the perfect situation. I'm pretty sure a lot of managers could have been successful with this Cub team. But he got there. He got the job. He's a great manager. I can't take that away from him, but he feels very robotic when he's managing. And I guess it's working, but when you look like that and your team comes out like that, it's a young, hungry team, and you just absolutely get dominated. I mean, it's it, it's sad for the, the, the Cubby fans. But so you have Duda coming or starting to come around. Daniel Murphy is not from this planet. He is putting up ridiculous numbers right now numbers that if i told you about this if you were my son and 20 years from now he was a big baseball fan i told you what kind of numbers he was putting up you wouldn't believe me you'd say no way no way dad there's no way let me go let me go look let me go to baseballreference.com and see what he did no it's true okay his ops is is 1850 come on now 529 average he's just hitting out his head. He had four hits last night. 
two runs, two RBIs. <clears throat> he left one on base, homered again, broke the major league record, consecutive home runs, consecutive home runs in the playoffs. Daniel Murphy, we're talking about this man who no one believed in, who wanted to ship him off to another team, who has played three different positions for the Mets: first base, second base, third base. He's not a second baseman. You can't get on him for the mistakes and not being able to turn the double play and not being able to get in the hole. It's not what he does. He's a third baseman. Obviously, that's occupied by David Wright, who, if you ask me, in the World Series, right now, if you had to choose David Wright or Daniel Murphy, I think everyone unanimously is going Daniel Murphy because David Wright is not doing the job. No hits last night again. David, you're going to be the captain of this team. You want people to start respecting you. You got to start hitting and leading by example. And what you're doing right now is not it. Granderson, one for five, continues to, you know, hang around and be productive for the team. Scored a run. He's just, he's just that almost everyday player right now that is contributing and he's a good teammate. He's actually a great teammate. You ever listen to him? He's very passionate about his his teammates and and where they're going and what they're doing. And he, he's great clubhouse guy, Granderson. Okay, Darno continuing back to back with Duda last night. Pretty much sealed the deal. The Cubs were finished. The Cubs were finished before they came into this game, I believe. But when Duda hit the three run homer and then Darno came back and followed, you knew. They were in trouble. You knew the game was over. You knew the Mets were going to the World Series. Hamill, Hamill's Hamill. There's a reason why he's the fourth starter. There's a reason why they, you know, didn't want to pitch him. Now, if I'm Madden, I, you got to bring back Lester. He's a seasoned vet. You know, it's last last game of the year. Bring back Lester for that game. And then bring back Ariette on short day's rest. I don't understand. This used to happen back in the day. And I'm not a big back-in-the-day guy, okay? I, I understand sports evolve, and they do evolve, and they evolved into this. Sometimes the evolution is not that good. The product you get from the evolution just doesn't work out. And especially when you're dealing with old-school baseball fans and old-school baseball. Now, you want to you wanna preach that's not the baseball rules. You can't throw, you know, you throw at him. You, you can't flip the bat. Because that's not what we do in baseball. This is an age-old tradition. And then you're going to have pitchers that can't pitch on three days rest because they don't want to hurt their arms. I mean, you can't have both sides. It's not a two-way street here. You either go with what's going on, you either play the old school rules, or you play the new school rules. You play the evolution, or you play the history. I'm a big fan of playing the history. I like the evolution a little bit. But, listen, can't have it both ways. He should have pitched on three days rest. So should Arietta. Biggest game of the year. Now you're going to be questioning yourself throughout and say, should I pitch Lester? Should I have went with him? It's on you now. Now you can sit there and question yourself and beat yourself up for the entire offseason, Madden, because you made a mistake, and now you have to deal with it. Now you got to deal with your own thoughts and every other thought, the 45,000 that were in Chicago last night. Deal with their thoughts too, okay? So, <clears throat> the Mets did a great job of hitting. Wasn't a close game last night. 
kind of left you to believe that they were going to the World Series from the first inning on. Clipper came in, kind of struggled a little bit. It's not what you wanted to see. Let up two two runs on a homer. You're going to need him. Your bullpen is, is very, very weak aside from Familia. Familia is just a machine. A lot of people are comparing him to Brad Lidge and stuff like that. I think he's Mo Rivera, man. The stuff he, he has, <clears throat> basically unhittable, just moves in a different way. Familia has like a little low drop to his his pitches where Mo had, you know, inside running fastball, you know, and his fastball rose a little bit towards the back end, his two-seamer. So a little bit different style of pitching, but same ice in the veins. Familia, I'll take on my team any day. Cologne came in, got the win. Matt's probably should have got the win, but, hey, this is baseball. You know, it doesn't matter. You're in the World Series. You really going to complain about that? I seen a complaint about it before on the Internet, and I was like, come on, man. You're in the World Series. No one cares about that. Cologne got it. It's a family. It's a team. So, Duda, home run. Darno home run. And do we have – do? Do we have to even mention that Murphy hit a home run, or is this just like common knowledge from now on? Because I don't, I don't even feel like saying it anymore. That's how much, that's how consistent this guy's been in the playoffs. I'm just gonna not talk about Murphy's home runs anymore because you just expect it to happen now. So we're just gonna leave Murphy alone and say, all right, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and the case, you know, the consistent Murphy home run that happened too. Yeah, you know, and just not talk about it because that's how good he is right now, hitting out of his head. Hitting off the charts right now, 529 average in the NLCS, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Pitching-wise, in the postseason, the most – well, Familia has the most appearances in the postseason. He hasn't let up a run. He only gave up two walks. He has six strikeouts in eight, eight appearances. 5.59 Ks per nine. And his whip is .41. That's that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. If you go back, we're going to get into this after the break. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about where the Mets were on the All-Star break and where they were now. Actually, you know, at the last game of this year. And see what kind of comparisons we can make. Because it's a totally different team. And we're going to go over there, go over that after this break. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter, and we'll be right back.
back, the big rig, coming at you. Uh, we're talking about a little bit of Mets World Series and how they are in it. Tuesday, game one against the Blue Jays or the Royals, whoever wins. Uh, we're going to go into where the Mets were on the All-Star break and where they are now and see what kind of differences we, we find. Them. And they're just glaring at me. You know, we took the game right before the All-Star break. This Met team threw out a lineup that had about four players on it that are on right now. And that's Granderson, Murphy, Flores, and Duda. Okay? You had Newen Heisbat in fifth, Monell catching, Tejada, who's obviously out because of the injury. You had John Mayberry Jr., Ligaris playing center. So where that team, when you look at it, John Mayberry Jr., that that coming from that to what you are now and the lineup you put out on the last day of the year, Granderson, Wright, Murphy, Cespedes, Duda, Darno, Conforto, and DeGrom pitching. That is a tremendous turnaround. And the credit goes to Sandy Alderson for bringing those guys in. Not to mention the bench players and Clippard, who was fantastic for you up until the playoffs. So all the additions that came in, we'll talk about Uribe, who played a lot for you guys. And I wonder if he's going to be back for the World Series. There's no indication saying that he's going to be back at all. No indication that says he's he's will be back ever. Might be his last lone ride. So all those additions, the lineup difference from when you played Arizona to when you played the Nationals the last game of the year are ridiculous. Granderson, okay, his average average was not that good. His on base was three sixty four at the end of the year. Okay, he was hitting. He was in 243 by the All-Star break. And then he rose it to 259, 260. Um, He started getting better. And you wonder what he would have done the full year if he had those players to hit behind him. So we don't know, but we do know that Cespedes has made everyone on the team. And everyone just starts feeding off of that. We we talked about it a little bit yesterday. When you have that guy to worry about in Cespedes, Murphy starts hitting better. Right. Granderson. Because they don't want to pitch to him. They want to get through the first inning. Not having to deal with Cespedes and starting the second inning off with him leading off. Now it's a different story. Now you have Murphy being protected by Cespedes. And it's kind of like, you know, what's going to happen? What do we do now that Murphy is taking on the role of one of the best hitters in postseason history? How are we going to pitch around Murphy now? But then we have Cespedes behind them and then right in front of him. So your lineup is, is, is pretty damn good right now. You're a world championship caliber team. Your pitching is who is going to beat your pitching? That's what I want to know. There is no one out there that can beat your pitching except if you get into trouble and go 100 pitches into five, 100 pitches into six innings. And the Kansas City Royals are known for doing that. 
battling in the box. Gritty team. Don't know if they're going to be able to do it. If you constantly pitch in the strike zone, you're going to get them out. You just got to play defense. And that's where you're really going to start seeing your defense come into play when you're not getting the 9, 10, 11 strikeouts by your, your starting pitching and the balls are getting put into play and they have to make a play on them. Daniel Murphy has to dive up the middle. You know, David Wright, solid third baseman. Don't really think you need to worry about him. Wilmer Flores needs to turn two. Lucas Duda shot down the line. That's when you're going to understand what kind of defensive team you have when the balls start getting put in play and you don't have those 10 strikeouts per game. Okay, so you guys have been very good with the defense this year. Very minimal errors. Actually, I think you only had like two, two or three errors this whole series. So play defense and you're pitching. Defense and pitching, that's what you have to focus on. And win games, one nothing, 2 nothing, 3-1, 2-1. If you do that, you have a shot at beating them. As far as the Blue Jays go, Blue Jays look like the momentum's kind of swinging, but – when we say momentum in baseball, yeah, yada, yada, yada. You have David Price on the mound going to Kansas City. David Price needs to prove he's worth his, the contract he wants in the offseason. Whatever he does in this postseason is going to affect his value. And I know people are still going to pay him. It's baseball. Baseball people get blinded by regular season stats. And they get blinded by postseason stats. Guys have made fortunes. Just in the postseason, Pablo Sandoval, prime example. Daniel Murphy's going to be an example this offseason. You watch. Mets might throw him a qualifying offer, but he's not going to take it. He's going to be rich after this postseason because if they help him out and he, he he's pedestrian in the regular season and he comes into playoffs and becomes an animal again for a playoff caliber team, that's what they got him for. That's what the Red Sox got Sandoval for. They knew what he was in the regular season. It's what he does in the postseason. So now David Price, they know what he does in the regular season. They carry He carries to the playoffs. But once you get to the playoffs, you can't rely on him. And he needs to show this. his whole year is this game six right now. What David Price does with this is going to dictate how he's treated in the offseason. So David Price, I feel, is going to come through. I think he's going to win. I th- I just think the Toronto lineup is just that pumped up right now. I think they feel they can beat this team now for the first time all series. Game two completely shot out the Toronto Blue Jays. After Price got hammered and let him down, I think their confidence level dropped. Now they're slowly getting that confidence back. If Price comes out and pitches a Cy Young ace caliber game the way he should pitch on game six, their confidence is going to go through the roof if they win that game. And watch out, KC. You're going to be in trouble because game seven is a toss-up, and it always is. I don't care who you have on the mound. A game seven is when people start rising up. People you don't know about rise up. The Daniel Murphys come out. Okay, the Daniel Murphys, the Wilmer Flores, those guys start stepping up because they want it. They haven't. They feel like they they're not in the spotlight. They want that spotlight. People start getting hungry. Everyone starts getting hungry. The big hitters 
get hungry. The little hitters get hungry. So watch out, Casey. If you lose this game, I, I have a feeling the Blue Jays will be going to the World Series. Now, as a Met fan, talking from a Met perspective, you have a huge layoff right now, which might slow down your bats. And you don't want that because Daniel Murphy's hitting hot. Duda's starting to get on the tear. Granderson's doing his thing. So I, I'm always a big believer you want to go in with a full head of steam into another series. This is what you did in L.A. And what happened when you went from L.A. in that five-game series and the Cubbies were, were, had it all wrapped up, had a little bit of a break. Not too much of a break, a little bit of a break. But you came in with a full head of steam off a high, beating a Cy Young Award winner. What happened to the Cubbies? You got them on their back heels. And you just absolutely dominated them in every facet of the game, pitching, defense, hitting, wherewithal. And you dominated them. And they didn't look like they deserved to be there. And I'm telling you right now, they were a young team. And you took advantage of their youngness. I know the Mets have a young staff, but they got a lot of veterans on the other side of the ball. Talking about offense. And that's where they did it, too. The Mets scored. And listen, I didn't see your your rookies throwing shutouts, pitching shutouts in one game. Uh, you know, they scored two runs a game on you, three runs in the last game. It's not like they were absolutely dominated with 15 strikeouts and unhittable. They got hit up a little bit. Not saying they did a bad job. They did an excellent job. Every one of them did an excellent job. But it wasn't the, a playoff performance for the ages. It wasn't Madison Bumgarner coming out in the fifth inning in game seven. We haven't seen that yet. So your offense is carrying your team. Daniel Murphy especially is carrying your team. Lucas Duda showed up to the party last night. A little late, but better late than never, Lucas. Good job. So the layoff, you just hope it doesn't kill their momentum right now. And I do believe momentum can have an a factor home field advantage. The Royals are going to Royals or the Blue Jays are going to have a home field advantage. If you play in that band box, that is Toronto, the ball, it's, it's almost like a mini Colorado in, in sense of, did you ever see the home runs that get hit in Toronto hitting off the back glass, hitting off the back of the stadium, the ball flies in, in Toronto and it's very hard to pitch a, a, a routine fly ball is a home run in Toronto. So, that also changes the pitching and how you pitch people. So, cause you have to kind of hold on. Now you're pitching at city field, one of the most pitcher friendly parks in the game. And you get away with a lot, you get away with a lot in city field. And that makes your pitchers shine a little bit more than they should. When you pitch in Toronto, it's a whole new ball game. And if you've got a power lineup like they do, you make one mistake. Joey bats is going to hit you off the glass, hit you off the restaurant center field. So, that that five-day layoff, I hope it doesn't. I don't think it's going to affect your pitching. I think it's going to give Familia the rest he needs. I think Familia is going to be top-notch. I think Familia is your MVP on your staff right now. And Daniel Murphy is obviously your hitting, your offensive MVP. And it showed last night why he is. He's unconscious right now. So we're going to talk about that um, a little later. Uh, we're going to get into some football in a little bit. Maybe Thursday night. I don't really want to preview the Jets Giants until tomorrow. Um, it's just too much of a high right now with the with the Mets and, and what they're doing, and how unbelievable they're playing. Going to the World Series, never would have thought. A lot of you guys out there are probably like pinch me. 
What's going on? I'm a Mets fan. This isn't supposed to happen. Guess what, Mets? It is happening. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call. Got some calls. We're gonna take a break and pick up your calls then. Be back. Big rig here, uh, talking a little New York Mets baseball, World Series, birth, unbelievable. Uh, we're going to go to the phone calls in a little bit. Uh, 347-989-0635 is the number to call. I'm interested to hear what you guys are feeling out there, how unreal this this probably is for you Mets fans and, and where you're going. Um, if the break, how you feel about the break, um, if you think it's going to affect you and whatnot. Um, what we got? Hey, caller, how you doing? Where are you from? What's your name, bud? What's up, Big Rig? It's Kay. I'm in, uh, I'll tell you, I'm in Harrison. Every day I'm somewhere different. I'm calling from Harrison, tra- New Jersey you, today. The traveling anybody's sports been to Harrison, fan. Yeah, anybody who's ever been to Harrison, New Jersey, uh, don't come here. It's a horrible town. But uh, <laughs> it's fine, though. Sure Even being here today does not bring me down. I'm walking on uh, I'm on cloud nine today. You know, it feels pretty good. Um, yeah, you're walking like Mary Poppins down the street? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Uh what did I want to say? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not too worried about who we're going to play, to be honest with you. I'm just happy to be there. But, you know, it would be um, – I agree, though, the Royals would definitely be uh, – you know, that's a tougher matchup for sure. But Oh, absolutely. It, from a baseball aspect, you know, you know it would be a real interesting storyline. You know, if they got the Blue Jays with, and R.A. Dickey pitched against the Mets and you got Syndergaard and Darno, that – I think that would be an interesting storyline if you uh, had that matchup. You know, imagine well, Dickie w- coming back to City Field pitching a World Series game. That would I was thinking that drive too. up some I ratings. Was, okay, I was kind of uh, like picturing that in my mind. Imagine R.A. Dickey somehow you go to a six or seven game with the series on the line, and, and it's R.A. Dickey pitching against his former team who traded him away, and then you know Darno who came from that organization. I would see it would be it would be a good news story. I don't know how how much of a factor it would be. I don't know how, you know, mad Dickie is right now. I don't know if anybody even cares about that right now. That's how high the Mets fans are flying right now, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Like I said, I'm not even worried about it. I'm just something I thought about, though. And, uh, 
I just want to give uh, I want to give some credit to the Cubbies. You know, I guess it's easier to do that when you win. <laughs> it might sound a little off Cub fan out there listening, but honestly, I think I think uh, you know that with Theo Epstein there, uh, I'm not the biggest Madden fan, but he is a good manager. Uh, I do think they got the right people in place, and I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're a pitcher, maybe add a pitcher, and I think I think if if they're going to win a World Series, I think that might be the regime that's going to do it. So. If I were a Cubby fan, I would I would feel good about where my team is after the dust clears, you know. So I wanted to just throw that out there for them. And uh, but yeah, going to the World Series, man, it feels great. And uh, we'll see what happens. I kind of want to play the Royals just because I think we'd be a bigger underdog versus them. And I want I like this. I'm starting to get used to this underdog role. I want to keep playing that role. So I but we'll I see think. What well, let me tell you and, something uh, about about your. Uh... Let me tell you something about where you're at right now. I don't think you're going to be that big of an underdog no matter who you play. Your pitching staff is too good. I feel that the Mets can beat anyone with this staff. I don't know what kind of uh, underdog you're going to be. I, I, I don't expect it to be high. Um, I'll let you go. Thanks for the call, Kay. But as far as the Cubbies go and their future, I think they have a really bright future. You, you're just starting off. You have your first-year manager in there. You're bringing these guys up that are rookies. And they're doing the job. And if you're a Cub fan right now, you're disappointed what happened, yes. But you're also looking at the future, and the future is bright. The future is where you want it to be if you're a Cub fan. You have – you're going to be there for a while. You're going to be in this thing year in and year out. Now, you're in a tough division. I understand that. The Pirates, the Cardinals, they're there every year, year in and year out. The Cardinals are getting old, though. The Cardinals are getting old. I don't know how much more they're going to sustain – I don't know who they have in their farm system that they can bring up that that can compare with the Cubby staff right now, the Cubbies lineup. The Pirates, the Pirates are a shaky team. They'll make it. They won't make it. Um, they played good this year. Pirates are always that kind of like well, years from years past. But the, as far as the Cubs go, if you're in that Central Division, you want to be a Cubs fan. If you're looking at all those teams and. What team you think has the brightest future? It's definitely the Cubs. So, Cub fans out there, I'd hold your head up high. You have nothing to worry about. Your team's young. Kind of weren't ready for where they are right now. And that's basically what happened. You got a bright, bright future. Schwarber, you got to have some de- dealings with with him. Don't know really know what you're going to do. I don't know if you can hide him anymore. He's just a damn disaster out there. It's, it's awful to look at. He looks like a he looks like a Sunday morning slow pitch softball league left fielder who doesn't really play or hasn't played in 15 years. That's how he plays the left field. Just go out and look at him. I swear that ball almost hit him in the face last night. The one that hit off the side of his glove. And if it did, it, it just would have been even more of a nightmare. So, what are you going to do with Schwarber? He's a good hitter, I guess. Obviously, you got to play him. You know, he's going to be there for a while. Can't get rid of him, but you know, I jest when I talk about that. But it's it's gonna be fun to watch him out there. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be like a Daniel Murphy, just with a better bat. Well, according to this uh, playoff, it's not Daniel Murphy's hitting out of his head. So, Met fans, rejoice! Go out in the streets, dump champagne. You probably have champagne in every orifice of your of your human being right now, and it should stay there. Let it linger. I'm a, I'm a very superstitious guy. When the Giants went to the World Series last five years three out of five, I wore the same stuff. I sat in the same position. I had the volume on the same, the same number. I had everything going. So (laughs) I'm sure that's how you guys are too. Oh, well, 
you know, majority of the Met fans. I'm just a very superstitious guy. I'll go to your calls. What's up, caller? Where are you from? What's your name? Hello? Hello? Who's this? I'm on the radio. Welcome to the Big Rig Show, babe. What's your name? Yo, how about them Mets, baby? How you feeling about them? They're the best. They're gonna win. You think so? Who do you? Who would you? Who would you rather play right now? The the Royals or the Blue Jays? It doesn't Honestly. matter. We're gonna smack them. I don't know about that. You got a lot to work with the with the with the Royals there. So uh, obviously you're a Met fan. And how do you feel how this year this year went? Uh, it was a little rough in the beginning, and um, I mean, I think at one point they were like fifty-three for fifty, and um, well, they ever since in, they hired, they, ever since they got Cespedes in, they were seventeen seventeen games above five hundred. Bringing him in obviously turned around your whole season and made you what you're in right now, and you have all the credit in the world to give the San Diego for taking a chance on this team and now waiting again and having the six-year plan. Yo, Al, when are we gonna get a beer, brother? We'll, we'll get it whenever you want. Whenever you want. Thanks for the call, dude. Bye. So, obviously, the Met fans are, are really pumped. They're probably still drunk. That dude was probably still drunk from last night. So, we'll see what happens. We have five days to relax, five days to worry about, uh, not worry about it, and we'll see what happens. Met fans, <clears throat> I'd, wa- I'd be watching the ALCS with every, every pitch. Just to get a, get a little you know, familiar with the kind of team you're going to be playing. That's what I did with my teams last year. You know, like I said, the Giants were not ready, or the Royals were not ready for the Giants last year. Giants had a little bit more experience. You know, Mad Bum obviously was born in the playoffs. He knows how to pitch those big games. And they just, they weren't there, but they brought us to a seven game. This year, they're ready. So if they get in and they beat the Blue Jays and they beat Price and Price doesn't do well, Price does what he does and loses because that's what he does. You know, that's what that's what's going to happen, and the uh, the Royals are going to get in, and the Royals are going to be a problem. The Blue Jays think you have an easier time with them. So, good luck, great great season so far, Met fans. You should rejoice in the streets and keep on going. Celebrate, go on a five day uh, binger, call out of work, eat, sleep, and breathe baseball right now. Because you don't know when this is going to happen again. I do feel the Mets are going to be in it for a while. This pitching staff is not going to let them down. It's going to be here. Whether you take care of it or not, you know, give them give them the money they deserve. Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, they're going to want big contracts coming up. You have them locked up for a couple of years. Harvey, you're going to have to just toss his contract out and, and rework something because he's just not going to be happy. And you're going to, you're going to know about it. But if this comes out, and you don't re-sign Syndergaard, or not Syndergaard, sorry, Cespedes and Murphy, but you win a World uh, World Series championship this year, that's fantastic. i trade that any day. I'll trade anything for a World Series championship. You tell me my team's going to be bad for five years, but we're going to win the World Series this year, sign me up for it right now. And I'm sure that's how the Mets fans feel right now, because your team was bad for a long time. And you didn't get no World Series championships out of it. So your team becomes terrible next five years, but you win the World Series this year. You sign up for it, 100%. You don't sign Murphy or Cespedes, win the World Series. Sign up for it, absolutely. You sign Cespedes and Murphy, 
but you don't win this year. You sign up for it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Always take the championship. You always go with the championship. You guys are in it. You're in it to win it. Doing a good job. Be back after this. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Twitter, the Big Rig Show. Call me at three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five. Take your calls. Uh, I'm going to switch over to football. Uh, very, very meaningless game tonight. I feel that if this was two, three years ago, this would be a huge Thursday night game. But the San Francisco 49ers against Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seattle and San Fran are a shell of what they used to be. Not so much personnel-wise, but the way they play. I think getting rid of the defensive coordinator in Seattle has had a monumental effect on the way Seattle's playing. I think he was a huge part, and you're starting to see what kind of effect he has because he's taking the Atlanta team, who had no defense in the last five years, and taking them into a defensive team. And the Seattle Seahawks, who were number one in defense the last three four years, have become susceptible to everything, especially in the fourth quarter. Cam Newton last week showed you what to do against the Seattle Seahawks, showed you how to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Put on a clinic. Take out your pen and paper, pals, and write it down. Because I'm, I'm running this class now, is what Cam Newton said. And they're not the same team. The San Francisco 49ers are definitely not the same team. As soon as Harbaugh left, and you see what Harbaugh's doing in Michigan, aside from what happened last week, which was the worst play, that punter should be cut. He should be never able to step foot on a football field again from what he did with that, that punt. You fall on that ball. You catch that ball. Do whatever you can. That was the biggest half-ass football play I've ever seen in my life. But Harbaugh leaving the 49ers, and now they're not a defensive powerhouse. The Seahawks 
defensive coordinator, leaving them, going to Atlanta, coaching the Atlanta Falcons to a five and one record. He, which Mike Adams couldn't do last year. So Seattle is struggling defensively. They've always never had a, a high potent offense. They always just got by. Russell Wilson makes good decisions. He's good on his feet. Kaepernick, same exact thing. I'd take Russell Wilson over Kaepernick any day. I just feel he has a more pocket presence and can throw the ball better. But Kaepernick is kind of a mobile running semi slash pocket passer that, that can throw the ball. Yeah, I think he, I think that's what one of the problems is right now. He's he's trying to you know, reinvent himself into a pocket passer. It's not really working out right now, but he's showing some signs of life that he can do this. So he might be able to do it. He might not. We'll see. It's seeming like it's coming together. I think it's going to be a battle of two bad teams tonight, and whoever wins, wins. I don't think it's going to affect anything. I don't think either team is going to make the playoffs, especially if the Niners win tonight. Um, that would be detrimental to the Seahawks. They're pretty much done. I'd write them off immediately after that happened. So NFL Thursday night, I, it, you want to watch it. Of course you want to watch it. You want to see who's going to win. You want to see how the Seahawks are going to do. Niners-Seahawks is, is a pretty big rivalry. It's just if the teams were better, it would be a little bit better to watch. But – Hey, it feels good. Feels good as a Jet fan. I'm sure it feels good as a Giant fan not to have to worry about the, the Seahawks and the 49ers right now. Hey, listen, every team can get it together. They can start playing like the defense of old. They still have the players to play like that. Only got rid of a couple pieces. Camp Chancellor came back. Niners, not so much. Everyone retired. Hardball left. I don't see them making a comeback. But the the Seahawks could definitely put it together. Go to the phone calls now. Hey, buddy, what's up? What's your name? Where are you from? You there, caller? Caller, you there? Ah, it seems to be dropped. Okay, so we have NFL football tonight, Seahawks Niners. Good game to watch. Nothing crazy. Nothing for first place. If they, It seems like the Cardinals are kind of falling out of their, their glory spot on top number one, losing to a third-string quarterback in, in Pittsburgh last week. So it pretty much tells you that they could they could drop that division. But we'll see what happens, see how the game goes tonight. Uh, as far as the Mets, the New York Mets, congratulations. Excellent job. World Series bound. Fantastic. New York loves it. I love it. I love it because – you give me something to talk to, and that's just pure selfishness right there. But I love it. I have a couple buddies that are insane Mets fans, and when you win three out of five years, you kind of that rivalry kind of goes away, and you say, "All right, we'll, we'll throw them a bone now. I guess we'll let them win one." And that's what the Giants are doing this year. <laughs> so good show today. Be back tomorrow. Hulse's hot picks. Have a Jets insider on Hillary Garza. So a little treat for you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. And um, New York Mets, World Series bound. First time, 15 years. Good job. And as always. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Okay, thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.